I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview. My name is Louis Mendez. On this week's show, we'll be looking back at that emphatic 4-1 win at Morecambe. Uh, in the weekend, of course, ahead to Saturday's trip over to Cambridge at United. Joining me to do just that, first up, Mr. Nathan Miller. How are you doing, Nathan? Not bad, mate. I can't say another point on the board this week, so I'm a bit disappointed. But yeah, no, Point on uh... the board times three. Well, exactly. We're living the dream, as uh, I always say. But uh, yeah, nice to be back, mate. Yeah, good to see you. And also joining us, a man who can't wait to head back to Cambridgeshire on Saturday, the uh, the land of his fathers. He had to move away, of course, because uh, uh, being surrounded by that many boffins in Cambridge, he felt very stupid. Uh, but welcome to Tom Wallin. Hey, Dean, Tom. That's why I moved to South East London. It's nice and smart yeah. down here. So, uh, yeah, yeah. that would please the list. you were Welsh. <laughs> what happened to you being Welsh? I thought you were, I thought you were Welsh last time we spoke. Well, if, you, if you're talking land of fathers, dad is Welsh. So, uh, yeah, and if we want to talk about Wales, then I've got plenty to say about Johnny Williams' uh, recent retirement. So, uh, yeah, just... Yeah, enough of that. Just, uh, yeah. yeah, wind me up and watch me go. Yeah, lost Bale, Gunter and uh, Williams all in all in the space of a few days. I mean, it's, it's basically over, isn't it? And it barely really started uh, for them. Good evening to everyone joining us on the live stream uh, as well, including Jonathan West uh, from the Charlton Upbeats. I hope you're well, Jonathan. Thanks for joining us live. Uh, hi to Matthew as well. We've got a comment from him coming up. Make sure you get involved with your comments uh, on this evening's live stream. Let us know what you made of that 4-1 win against Morecambe. Uh, well, how are you feeling against the, uh, ahead of the trip to Cambridge? Uh, on the show, then, we're going to hear the goals from Morecambe in a few moments' time. Discuss that game. We'll hear uh, Dean Holden's reaction to that. It was our first win in, uh, was it six, wasn't it? So, uh, and our first, uh, for, uh, other than the goal against Acton, first time we really found our, our scoring form as well in a little while. We're going to hear from uh, Blackett Taylor, who scored once in that game, yet he's claiming he scored twice. Um, we're going to hear from a, a Cambridge fan as well. Owen from uh, Under the Abbey Stand pod is going to join us later on. Uh, let us know a little bit more about Mark Bonner's side. Uh, and uh, yeah, Dean will look ahead to that game with uh, with Cambridge uh, himself. So um, let's hear the goals, I suggest. Uh, before we start to discuss it, uh, it was a very enjoyable evening uh, up on the Lancashire coast on Tuesday. Uh, let's have a listen back to how it went down on Charlton TV. Your commentators, as always, were Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith. Comes in from August, a low one. A little touch from Campbell out to Dobson. Sky scuffs it a little bit. Still in the penalty area and Lee Byrne on his own finishes. And that's the opening goal. Quality finish from Lee Byrne. The Morecambe defence looking for an offside. The ball forward, lovely chest control from Lee Byrne. Swivel and volley beyond Ripley for the opening goal. Well, they completely switched off Morecambe, appealing for offside. On this left-hand side, this time Fraser was it. It's a deep one, looking for Innes. Innes gets there with a good header. It's there, Black and Tyler! Can finish! Charlton, 2-0 up after 20 minutes. This time Fraser picked out Innes at the far side of the six-yard box. 
made space, got a good header back across, and Corey Blackett Taylor follows it in and pokes it home. I'm not convinced he's got the final contact. Oh, no, really? No, I think uh, it could be. Uh, uh, wins the header. It's a good head out towards Campbell. Holds up the ball well here. Taris Campbell is on a run. Lieburn and Blackett Taylor in the box as Campbell cuts back inside, looks for some support. Campbell will cross towards the far post. It's inviting. Blackett yes. Taylor will finish. And it's a wonderful Cholm goal. Tyrese Campbell with the assist. A brilliant assist. And there's no doubt about who scored this one. Corey Blackett Taylor on the end of it. And Cholm have a third. Well, I said earlier on that, Black, uh, that uh, Therese Campbell had uh, been patrolled by Gibson. Really tight to him all the time. This time, just got that space. And once he'd gone past him, thought at first he might again, he might just get into the box and cut across and maybe try and draw a penalty. Instead, just held the ball up well. The patience then to just hang the ball up on the far side of the six-yard box. And this time, Blackett Taylor, no doubt about the fact that he got the touch to that one. And the Alex in a commanding That's position. Sliding and gets something on it. And Ninis tried a back heel, which hasn't come off as Nias brings it forward and out to the right to Crowley. Crowley to his right is Love. Shooting chance. And Morecambe have a goal back. Cholton will ask questions of themselves. How Morecambe were able to bring that ball forward. Innes tried a back heel, which was intercepted by Nias. Continued his run to find Crowley. He then picked out Love. It's a good finish from the Morecambe right back but Morecambe have a lifeline two incidences down here on this uh, well, far side as you look near side as we are first of all Sean Clare caught out on the right hand side and then when the ball bro broke on this right hand side Innes tried to back heel it and all he did was give it straight Fraser to Nias touching to Raksaki tries to send Fraser into the box does so and Scott Fraser that's the fourth Lovely football from Charlton on this right-hand side. Picked our way through Morecambe. Lovely one-two with Raksaki and Fraser. And it's Scott Fraser who plants the ball beyond Ripley for Charlton's fourth. Brilliant goal. Patience. I can hear the bench in front of us screaming, hold it. When Raksaki had it, he did. Lovely combinations between Fraser and then Raksaki. One-two, Fraser picking it back up. And a calm, confident finish. Brilliant goal from John. Brilliant team goal. I'm really pleased, Dean Holden and the coaching staff. And surely with that, with that goal, with that advantage again, John will take three points back to the Valley. Well, there we go. That was nice, wasn't it, Nath? You know, a nice, a nice relaxing Tuesday evening where we can play one of the worst teams ever to exist and, and actually beat them quite comfortably. Yeah, they were pretty shocking, weren't they? Really. Um, but you can only you can only beat what's in front here. But I, th I thought we started really well. I thought we started um, re really positively. We moved it quick. We had a bit of tempo about our play, I think. And I just think it set the tone for the game. And I think once we got that first and second... Yeah, I started dreaming, thinking we was going to actually win a game um, and actually be quite comfortable. Uh, there was a little period in the second half, which they're always going to have being the home side and apparently fighting for their lives, but it didn't look like that. But um, yeah, no, it was quite enjoyable. And it was, I like the, the goals, the fourth one especially was a good one. Pleased with Tyrese, played well when he's got his little cameo appearances and started games rather. Um, but yeah, it's enjoyable night. It was a nice one to, because I think in recent weeks it's just started getting to a bit, bit of that sort of point in the season when you're just counting down the days. And I said to you guys on a chat that I didn't 
we, I was actually quite upset how many games we had left because I thought we only had a couple, but we've still got a long way to go. <laughs> and uh, for that late surge in the um, to finish top in the top half of the table, but yeah, we've got to you know take the rough with the smooth. We had a lot of rough, so we have a bit of bit of smooth now. Oh yeah, smooth smooth as you like after after that, of course. Um, I mean the the obvious the obvious question, not that one from Bob actually. Uh, this one from Justin. Uh, where has that Charlton been all season? And I, for me, the obvious answer is, unfortunately, that's the first time we've got to play a side as poor as Morecambe. You know, we took advantage of it and, and we did what we had to do. And I, I suggest there's other times where we've played poor teams this season when we haven't done that. But how, how much of that performance was us and how much of that was who we were playing against? Yeah, a large part of it was them. Um, obviously, we had to beat them, as you say. And there's been other opportunities to do that this season and we haven't done it. And I think I think that's the problem. But, you know, if if that comment is suggesting that we're a good enough side on our day to be in the top six this year, then the honest answer is no, we're not. Um, I think this was, was largely down to the fact we were playing a bad side. Um, I think for the first time, certainly that I can remember in League One, I feel like it's actually quite a good standard of league. I remember for a few years in a row, I've been saying we shouldn't be scared of anybody, but... I think when you look at the standard up at the top of the league now, it, it is good. Um, but there's still plenty of teams down there that we that we could be beating and probably should be beating, and we haven't. Um, but when you come up against a side as poor as that, who kind of make it easy to score goals, it would be typical child not to take advantage of that. And we haven't at times this season, but we did. Um, and going into the, the weekend, obviously, it's an opportunity against another side who are down there, who are struggling this season. Um, I think we drew nil-nil with Cambridge, didn't we, at home this season? But it's another one where we've got to try and take advantage of that and and not let our standards drop. Yeah, it was one, it was one all with Cambridge earlier on in, in the season, but it was another one of those games where we just seemed to be drawing all of them at home at, at that at that stage of the campaign. Um, yeah, I mean, Freeman says uh, it was a good win. We need to build on it now, so some consistency with a win on Saturday. Just uh, try and finish... The season. Well, we look back at the goals. I mean, the first one was was the worst great goal I've ever seen. Like the the corner routine was absolutely shocking. Nath like tried to play it back towards the edge of the box. He's bouncing around. Dobbo completely mishits it. Then out of nothing, like um little Lionel Messi style flick from Terrell Thomas of all people into the path of Lieber. Now initially looked like he might have been offside. I think he was onside. Looking at another replay. And it was a really good chest and finish. And our first striker to score a goal since Lee Byrne himself in the defeat at Oxford just after Christmas. So it shows how long we've been lacking in, in the forward department as well. Yeah, we, I think we needed that. I think he needed that as well, just so he could get up and running again. And I think, that as the, the last comment said, um, trying to gain that consistency now, trying to build a little bit of momentum, you know, keep people engaged, just fans, players, whatever, try and keep it all engaged. Um I mean, in terms of the set play, I think, well, Holden did come out and said they worked on set pieces. If they worked on that, that's an absolute genius idea to look really bad and it comes off to be an absolute weldy. But um, I don't think they'll do it again. But if, if we see that again on Saturday, it's unbelievable. To, you know, tacticians there working because, yeah, it was scuffs and bloody not, God knows what. But it's weird because the early part of the game, Terrell Thomas couldn't even kick a ball straight. For, he, couldn't, he just couldn't get rid of it quick enough. All of a sudden, he's doing these little flits and stuff. Shove him up top, mate. Love that. Um, but yeah, no, good, good, good to see Lieburn back there amongst the goals. And yeah, it's just nice to score a couple of goals, you know, because I think in recent weeks, if someone scored first, I couldn't see a score in two. So 
Um, but as we've already touched upon, Morecambe were a poor side defensively and set plays like unbelievable, Jeff. But we got we've done the job, and um, obviously we go again. Yeah, 10, 10 shots on target for us on Tuesday, twenty shots overall. So we were we were peppering that that goal. Um, the second one, own goal um, from uh, Jensen Weir, despite what Corey Blackett Taylor is going to try and tell us later on when we hear from him, Tom. Um, but I mean, th- this is where we can utilize Ryan Innes. Well, uh, far post uh, a set piece. You know, I remember our first season when we had Ryan. We used to do that so often, and it used to cut. It, felt, it used to feel like it came off more more than not as well. But it, it was such a simple set of piece for us, and and uh, came off nicely. And if we're being honest, Corey's lying, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's just desperate to claim it, isn't he? And, and you would as a striker, but uh, a winger. But yeah, I'm surprised about the Innis thing because. You're right, when we did it in that first season, it seemed like even when people knew we were going to do it, they still couldn't stop it happening. It, it was just uh, a tactic that seemed to work time and time and time again. And I don't know if it's just that Innes hasn't been on the pitch enough for us to try it this year or what, or whether we've tried to mix it up. But it, it's such a threat, you know. He's a tall, imposing player. He's dangerous in the box. Uh, he's dangerous outside of the box as well, but for other reasons. But yeah, he's a player that you want to get amongst it like that. And, and I think we need to take advantage of that. So, uh, yeah, it was good to see it come off. As I say, I'm not surprised Corey tried to claim it for himself. But, yeah, he's uh, he's not going to get away with it, sadly. Um, but, yeah, it was, as Nave said, really, to, to get two goals in, in relatively quick succession. You know, we've been struggling to just get one goal or even a shot on target for the last few weeks. So, yeah, dreamland for us, even if it was against Morecambe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, evening to Tim, who's watching uh, from the Northwest Highlands. Hope you're enjoying it, mate. Uh, Freeman says, is it just me who thinks that if a team is bad enough to lose to us, they must be absolutely awful? I always think that. I don't always think that, but I certainly thought that on Tuesday. You know when you get a sense that this team just can't do anything? That's why I was shocked to see like their, their home record before we played them was they'd only lost one of their last 12 in all competitions at, at home. Um, and I've no idea how that happened because, like I say, the defending was dreadful and, and no more so for the third goal. And you feel bad saying, you know, highlighting how, how much they stood off Tyrese because what Tyrese Campbell did was superb. And I, I made him my, you know, man of the match. One, he's one to watch, isn't he, Tyrese? But um, excellent work, footwork, and he scoops it over to the far post. And then Corey Blackett-Taylor obviously going to claim this one because he, he did score this one. And it was a, a good goal. But, I mean, there's been a couple of questions about Tyrese Campbell. I mean, Dan saying... Do you think Campbell has the potential and ability to be starting a lot more uh, next season? Patrick saying, I reckon, alone to League Two, like and and for the same for Daniel Carnu, and then we can can consider it. Um, well, yeah. What's your view on Tyree? So I've got my eye on him. I I, I think there's loads of potential there, Nate. What would you reckon? Yeah, no, I agree. I think he's got a lot of potential, as you say. I think the key thing for me now is once we get. Um, once we know that we've survived the League One relegation battle, whether that's I start, I think it's we're fine now, but that's yeah, famous last we're, word. We're well but, safe now, yeah. Yeah, I think the key is now is I think you've got. To, I know people have said about blooding youngsters in. I think he's one. I think if he's going to be, there was a comment there about loaning him out, loaning him out. Um, I don't know if you know if we're going to do that, but I'd like to see him in and around the team because um, I think we. I don't think we're going to get four wingers. If, if that's what we're going to do next year with wingers, if we're going to get four really good wingers that, you know, are competing for places, or we're going to get two or three and then have the likes of Tyree, so we'll have the cameo appearance and here and there. But I think it'll be good for his development to get game time now. In my opinion, I can't see Jez being here. So is it a time now where we give Tyrese that game time? 
And you know, if we you know we need to give him a breather or not, we've got Jez or we've got Corey, um, or you can swap him over. But yeah, I think he's got a lot of promise. That, and I, I, the thing that is his composure. A lot of, to be fair, there's there's certain moments. Even on Tuesday, there was a moment where Corey got in a good position and he lacked that composure and crossed it to absolutely no one when no one was in the box. But Tyree stood. I can't remember. I don't know if it was who the defender was who stood off him, but stood off him, stood off him. He looked up, composed himself, weak of foot, back stick, happy days. And that's a lot of that you can't really teach, um, his composure. So I think he's got great ability. And I just think all I want to see from him is a little bit, you know, a little bit of, bit of swag, um, take some players on a lot more because I think he's got the ability to do it. Um, and I, can, I think he'll be a really, really good, exciting player next year. Yeah, we'll hear Dean speak a bit more about him later on as well. I mean, Patrick said it would make sense to bring him into the squad, uh, especially next season as Jez uh, won't be staying unless we uh, manage to get a new winger. Uh, Yeah, I mean, obviously, Jez ain't going to be with us next season. I I imagine he'll be in the championship. The good news is there's a reasonable chance that I'll be with his parent club because they've got every chance of going down uh, at the moment in time. Right, um, Paul did mention... Uh, we did still manage to concede to the worst team in the league, though. And uh, there was just that, that horrible moment, wasn't there, where Ryan Innes forgot that he's Ryan Innes and thought, I'm going to do a back heel on the halfway line. Uh, back heeled it against his own standing leg and then and then we picked off. I mean, for for all his, uh, you know, as much as we praise him for his assist, uh, and we certainly did, he has, and I still stand by, I think he's over, overly, I think he's a competent defender, but he's got so many rickets in him that sort of undoes a lot of the good work he can do defensively, Tom. And, and that was another shocker for me. He put his hand up after, but the damage is done and the damage has been done too many times by him this season. Yeah, and we're lucky that this one didn't really matter too much. But I said earlier, he was dangerous outside of the box for many reasons. I was thinking more along the lines of aggression, but he's also got this in him as well, sadly. And he doesn't remind me of Nabi Sar in terms of his playing style, but he reminds me of Nabi Sar in that he can do brilliant things. And he can do awful things. And he's got he's just got these in him because he's got the ability to be a commanding defender. He made a couple of tackles that, you know, made it into little clips on the on the Twitter feed post games a few times. Um, a couple of seasons ago, you know, he's got he's got some brilliant defending in him. But then at times he makes silly mistakes like this. He's got his hot head, as we know. And that's the risk. You run that risk with him in the side, sadly. Um, and as you say, he held his hands up. I think overall, as you say, I think the positives probably outweigh the negatives just. Um, but it is something we have to factor in, sadly. And as I say, luckily, on Tuesday night, it didn't count against us. Yeah, and it certainly could have if uh, if we were playing a side a little bit better uh, than... Um... Then more come. I mean, Callum, Callum's asking in the chat, uh, we should keep in this next season. I mean, we'll come on to Corey in a little bit because we're going to hear from him. And obviously, he's been signed on extension. We, we had this conversation a few weeks ago, but is Innes one of those that you can legitimately keep and be think think you're a, a team that could genuinely challenge for promotion, Nate? What's your view on that? Because, you know, I said, I said it a few weeks ago when we were discussing some of the other lads. It's like, we, we, we get stuck in this weird Stockholm syndrome with some of our players and the ones who aren't that good. And we consistently see them make mistakes every week. They then go and get a nice assist, or they win a couple of headers. You're like, ah, oh, let's keep him anyway. Like, is he is he good enough? It's hard because I, I think he offers so much in both boxes, like um, aerially and as a threat. Um, I'd rather be at him in our side than someone else's. Um, 
you know, if he was playing against us and, you know, we're in the covered end and all of a sudden the other team have a corner and you see that unit turn up, it's like, well, I'd rather not that be happening, to be honest. But I think it's, it's a case there. I mean, he's been playing quite a lot of games. Um, so, I, you know, I know he's, I've, I've moaned at him in terms of his discipline issues and, yeah, he held his hand up on Tuesday, but he'd done that twice against Bristol Rovers and held his hand up. You know, you can only do it so much. But in my opinion, I, w- I wouldn't mind him in the squad. But in my opinion, I think we'd want, um, I don't know, is that, is that big heck? I don't know. But I, I just think we'd need someone a, a lot more consistent and doesn't do the Beckenbauers or thinks you're Beckenbauer and try and do those things. You look at people like Sheffield Wednesday win most of their games 1-0 or 2-0. They don't have any of that sort of calamity. You know, I know I'm sounding a bit harsh, but I just think we need to eradicate those mistakes because... As Tom said, that mistake on Tuesday, previous game, has cost us points. I'm not saying that he's cost us the season, obviously, but um, I just think we need to be a little bit smarter. Um, but I think he, he's a squad choice and he can come in and in and around the team, but I wouldn't choose him to be my starting centre-half if I could pick anyone. Yeah, I mean, uh, Patrick said I'd keep him uh, as squad depth if we get another defender. He can be dodgy, but at the same time, uh, he can be good. Callum, uh, half the squad is not strong enough. We should tie down Campbell, Henry, uh, Corey Blackett, Taylor. He would be a good uh, squad depth uh, player, though, as well. I mean, we, we have to talk about the fourth goal, Tom. Uh, in terms of a team move, we won't have scored too many goals that good uh, this season. It's fantastic passing move. In the end, ended up with Claire going up the right wing inside to Jez, 1-2 uh, between you know, inside to Fraser, and then it was a 1-2 with Jez Raksaki, wasn't it? And, and a good finish. And Again, I mean, Fraser's another one we've wanted to see get a bit forward more. I mean, Luke's talking about how nice it is to see a bit more of a clinical edge to us, as, as poor as Morecambe were. But, you know, it's, it's nice to see a clinical edge to Fraser and actually him darting into the... When was the last time we saw Fraser darting into the penalty box like that? I honestly can't remember. When was the last time we saw any midfielder do it? Really, I, I, I'm struggling. Um and yeah, I think there's a few players in that move. As you say, Sean Clare's come in for a little bit of criticism. I think he's one of those, perhaps with the, the Stockholm syndrome that you mentioned a little bit earlier. Um, I know he's perhaps playing out of position, but um, he's another one. And to be involved in that move, obviously, it is good for him. Um, and Fraser, obviously, has struggled a little bit recently. I think he's had patches this season where he's looked like possibly one of our best players. Um, but sadly, they have been patches uh, and he's just not been consistent enough. And yeah, as I say, how many times uh, we go back to the player that's in my little my little comment here. You go back all the way to Jake Forstakowski, Alex Gilby. You could roll off a string of of midfielders, number tens, Albie Morgan, who's in the current side, who don't don't weigh in with anywhere near enough goals. Um, and sadly, Fraser's another one. And if we are going to push for promotion next year, and that should be the aim for sure, then we're going to need more players to chip in like that because. We are probably going to be a relatively small squad. We are probably going to be relying a little bit on the youth side. And so we need some of the more senior players to step up and, and get their fair share of goals. For me, Fraser should be looking at the 10 goal a season mark every season. And I don't know how many he has got now in the end this season, but that should be something that he should be doing consistently. And, and sadly, we just haven't seen enough of that this year. But uh, yeah, great for him to get to get a goal. And if he can finish the season strongly, then obviously that would be great going into next year. Yeah, Fraser's up to six in all competitions, which, to be fair, is more than I realised. That's that's not, it's not far off a, a decent enough return. But you know, you always feel like you could probably get a bit more from your from from your midfielders, and 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 he's been a bit streaky 
Um, but yeah, you mentioned Sean Claire and Matthew uh, in, in the first comment before the show even started. Actually, says hi. It was a very good morale boosting win against Morecambe the other night. My question for next season is: uh, as Mandela Igbo will play right back, can Sean Claire play centre mid with Dobbo and Scott Fraser coming? You read so. Uh, first of all, fantastic to see Egbo on the pitch. Um, you know, after his long spell out, is the Ipswich game in the four-four where he got injured? It feels like a million years ago since we last uh, last saw him play. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he's talking about a central midfield of Clare with Dobson and Fraser. I mean, is that one that's going to win you the League One title? You know, is 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 shoehorning Clare into a position we know he likes to play, but we haven't actually seen him sustain a, a long run in that position since he's come to the club. So four managers have decided that position doesn't really work for him, I guess you, you could argue, Nath. No, yeah, you can. I've, I've, it's difficult because I know Sean likes to play there and I think he's got good attributes to play the role in terms of his athleticism and how he can drive with the ball, um, which we've seen many times this year. But for me, um, to show, I, I agree with you, Louis, to shoehorn him in, is that three going to win you the league? In my opinion, it won't. Um, again, it's a it's another situation where you go, well, it's, a, it's an OK squad plays. He can play right of a four. He can play right centre-back of a three if he needs to. And he maybe could cover Dobbo. But again, I think if you're going to be looking to challenge seriously, um, I think you're going to need someone better in that in that engine room, um, especially if you're going to out, you know, push Dobbo outside or at least challenge Dobbo to you know, maintain his standards, which he has to be fair. There's been a couple of games, but um, so yeah, it's a weird one really. I mean, be interesting to see if he could play wide right. I don't know. He's got pace. He can deliver. I just think defensively, positionally, I just think he's a bit suspect at some times, but like we've all said, he's he's out of position. Um, But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens because, because he had some interest before, didn't he? So for all we know, someone might want to bring him in or take him off our hands. Who knows? Mm, yeah, we don't know if that was the same level of interest as QPR had in signing Dean Holden or if it was actually real. Uh, right, Paul says, for me, Claire shows too much complacency uh, as well. Right, uh, we've still got a few more comments to come to, but I want to hear uh, Dean Holden's thoughts on that win uh, over Morecambe in midweek. He spoke to Mark Taylor uh, from BBC Radio London. Congratulations on the 4-1 win here at Morecambe. Just how good a performance was that? I was really pleased with the, the tempo that we played at. We played with real personality. We'd had a good chat with players after the game at the weekend in terms of how we want to play. The team's been used to a style of play before I came into the job. And the last few games, we've got away from, from what we're good at. And um, now we played with real energy. We passed it excellently through the pitch. We also had a threat in behind. We had, we had obviously, moments where we got in behind and we had chances at goal, which we've not had as much of recently. And then when we lost it, we had a real aggression in that counter press and got it through the ball, won it back numerous times out the pitch. So yeah, to score four goals away from home is, is no mean feat. I mean, Morecambe's record at home is really strong as well. So no, it was important we got back to winning ways and yeah, I'm delighted. How pleased are you that that winless run is now over? Yeah, I mean, we, did, we never got too carried away. We never do win, lose or draw, but it was important that we started putting some, some points back on the board. Um, and as I say, it was never going to be an easy game with where Morecambe are in, in the league, but... You know, we made some changes coming into the game. I was really pleased with the way that we started. Showing a real aggression in terms of in and out of possession. And not just that, the guys that came off, off the bench as well. I mean, we had some... Manny Egbo's been out and injured for a long time. Terrell Thomas has come in and played. He's been excellent tonight. Been uh, not near the team for a long time. So, Miles um, Lieburn gets himself another goal. So, no, it's, I was really pleased. It sets you up nicely for the rest of the season, I would have thought. 
Yeah, I, I was just saying there, as, as, as happy as I am with that performance and four goals, it's, it's really frustrating as well because you know, we've not done that enough this season. And, you know, we, have, we have had issues with, with consistency. Now it's important with ten games to go that we can't drop our standards. That's the challenge to the players now. We have to keep our levels as high as possible and uh, make sure that we finish the season as strong as we can. What are your aims now then going forward? You obviously have an away game, another away game on Saturday. We don't focus beyond anything more than that. It's really simple as that. Ten games to go. I think we've got ourselves up to mid-table now, which was important for us. Um, and we focus on Cambridge. Again, it'll be a tough game. They've got some good experienced players in there. And um, you know, For us, the focus has to remain on, on keeping our performance levels as high as possible. But you must be very pleased overall at tonight's display. Yeah, I think for, for a number of reasons, as I say, some really strong individual performances. We've shown a, a real togetherness as a team. As you say, five games, I think, without winning or whatever it's been, so it's important that we responded to that. Supporters that came up deserve huge credit. Five, six-hour journey on a Tuesday night, the way we've been playing in recent weeks is, is not an easy uh, thing for them to do, so we, we thank them for that, and I'm sure they'll be going all happy, and yeah, now we need to, to move on to Cambridge quickly. There we go, that was uh, Dean speaking to Mark Taylor after the win up at Morecambe uh, on Tuesday uh, night. I mean, Sam saying I'd keep Innes as a bench player uh, if he's happy to support Ness and Hector. Uh, yeah, obviously bad news on Ness's injury. Uh, we'll, we'll hear a bit more later on. He's, he's still he's still got to go to a, a specialist to find out the extent of it, but it sounds like a a, a tricky one and it certainly won't be involved this weekend. Um Jay says, I'm reserving judgment on Holden until the start of next season and the players bought and sold. If he doesn't hit the ground running, uh, Thomas Sangard will get itchy trigger finger around uh, September. Yeah, well, we, we know the drill now, don't we know? <laughs> I mean, like we, we were speaking over the weekend about his contract getting sorted, but we still don't really know what the summer's going to look like. You know, what's going on with this this takeover for Mark Spiegel and and whatnot, you know, what sort of funds he'll actually have. I mean, I don't know if you saw the quotes that Tash put up on on uh, Twitter yesterday after he'd spoken to TalkSport, he, he suggested investment is coming. But, I mean, how how often have, have we been promised jam tomorrow and just been delivered a, a poo sandwich? <laughs> well, yeah, you could get... Someone could invest a quid. Doesn't mean you're going to buy anything with it. You know, you could... Um, not saying what Dean was saying was wrong. I just think investment is such a loose word. I think it's not like he said... Oh, we've all of, we've got we're going to be absolutely multi-billionaires and we're going to have loads of money to spend. So just relax yourself. He ain't said that. He said investment um, will be coming in. So yeah, I think the key is like the the comment just said there is what happens in the summer. Um, if he does get a if we do start slowly, will Thomas or whatever owners here at that point? If we do have one, will they get itchy and trigger finger? I don't know because if he's was it a three year contract? Is it or two years? I can't remember. So, yeah, it's free, which seems weird as well. That just seems it's really a decent long. payoff. Yeah, that's a decent payoff. Well, if, yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll probably unless have a, there's clauses in a, there. Yeah, you'll have a. It'll have <laughs> if you a lose the first game so. of the season, <laughs> you lose, yeah. you lose, you lose, you lose more more than two goals in the first game, mate. You sacked. But, yeah. um, no, the, but I know the, what you thing, mean. Yeah, the the thing that made me laugh was during during the, during the week, you know, but off the back of what what Dean said to to talk sport yesterday was uh oh, you know people people going yeah you know what he, he wouldn't sign unless he was unless he was given these assurances blah 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 and i'm thinking like i'm not being funny but you, we're talking as if we, we've just re-signed pep guardiola on it like it, he would have had no other options other than someone else in league one like we, we, let's not get carried away just because dean signed that means that you know there, there's 
nothing but goodness and light coming. Right, someone else who has uh, signed or had a, an extension triggered uh, on their deal is Corey Blackett-Taylor. Um, he scored once on uh, on Tuesday night, despite the fact he's claiming to. Uh, he spoke to Greg after the game on Charlton TV, uh, and this is what he had to say. One goal for yourself, maybe two. Uh, perfect night overall. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it was something that we... Um... We spoke about today about um, we wanted to try and get a win and get as much goals as possible. As soon as we scored early, we just said to ourselves like we're gonna try and get as much goals as possible and finish them off. So, on a personal note, I'm happy to get the goals as well. And for yourself, there was at least one goal. There's been there's been talk of maybe two. Um, what what's your situation? How do you feel? Is it definitely two or is it one? Um, yeah, I do remember um, getting a slight touch on the ball, so um, I think I'm happy that they've marked me down for two, but uh, we'll just see what happens after it. I'm not really too focused on that. I'm just happy that the team won at the end of the day. And for, for the goals themselves, there's some really well-worked goals. I mean, the goal where Tyrese cut inside onto his left foot, found you at the far post, was a really well-worked goal. Is that something you've been working on during this week in, in terms of getting more goals for, for yourself or certainly players more in the box in those situations? Yeah, um, I would say definitely we haven't scored that much in the last few games, so we just thought about getting balls into the box and me on the person not getting on the back post. And I think I looked up and um, caught eyes with um, Tyrese and then he, he found me and then I was glad that I was able to finish it off. And certainly Charlton in that first half were, were dominant, really. It was a really good display. Um, what did Dean Holden say to you coming into this game? Because obviously it's, it's off the back of a difficult run. We've had some difficult games. It seemed a bit more uh, fresh and a little bit more energy in this Charlton team this evening. Yeah, we just said, like, make this one be the turning point where we try and get a win and then go on a run. So I think um, I'm just happy that we was able to do that today. And I think the next few games will definitely keep the same um, performance up as today. And one slight concern was you coming off in that second half. Uh, are you able to update at all on injury at all? Yeah, I think it's a bit too early to update, but um, I just thought to come off more as a precaution because I did feel a bit of tightness, so I just didn't want it to get any worse. So I think um, me and the physio made the best decision to come off um, when I did. And it's been a good week in, in overall. Your contract news was uh, revealed this week about an extension. Uh, first of all, congratulations. Second of all, how pleased are you that that's, that's been sorted? Yeah, thank you. Um, I think it was something that um, we was discussing for a while and then I think with a few of the stuff um, going on in the background, it was hard for everyone to try and sort things out, but I'm glad that we've been able to do that now and I can just kind of kick on and just um, try and finish the season as strong as possible, knowing that um, next season's sorted now. There we go. That's uh, Corey talking to Stubbers uh, up at Morecambe on Tuesday, Tom. I mean, again, we'll get the update on his injury from Dean later on in the show, which again isn't perhaps good news. But um, just on that one-year extension, you know, I, I said we'll talk about Ryan earlier, which we did. I, I can't remember where we landed on how many people said that Corey would be a starter in a team that's going for promotion, but I don't think there was many. I think some would have him as a squad player. So on a one-year extension... Is that probably the right deal for both parties at this moment in time? I'd say so. Yeah, I don't think he's. Um, I don't think he's done enough to warrant a two or three year deal. I don't think he's been bad enough to get rid of him. I think he's a he's a good player to have around the side. Uh, I think when he came in, there was talk of him struggling to settle and maybe falling out with a couple of people. I haven't really seen that here. Um, there's a couple of games where maybe he goes a little bit quiet or goes missing, but I don't think it's down to lack of effort at all. Um, so, yeah, I think on his day, uh, look, even last weekend, how many times was he free in that first half to get forward? And, OK, we only got the one goal out of it and, it and it didn't come from him, but he gets in the right positions and he can he can scare defenders. And 
yeah, he's another one that, you know, isn't going to blow the league away, but he's a good squad player to have. And it's going to be interesting, really, because, and I said this when Dean signed his contract, uh, I nobody can really judge him at the moment because he hasn't, hadn't, hasn't been backed and hasn't had his players. So it's going to be interesting to see what sort of a side he goes with next season, if he gets any sort of money and if he brings any sort of players in. But you'd suggest with this extension that Corey is going to be some part of it. Um, I, I think probably if we want to go for promotion, he, he can't be a starter every week, but he's a dangerous player to have around and, and can make an impact for sure. Mm, yeah, just on uh, Holden, Callum's uh, said, uh, Holden didn't want to work under Sangard. Why would he sign until 2026? Uh, Spiegel is in, in va- advanced talks now. We know we know Spiegel's in this exclusivity with Thomas. We're not really hearing anything about it, are we? But you know that seems to be going on in the background. But at the same time, Callum, I, I would suggest, don't forget that Managers would rather be employed by a bad owner than not be employed by anyone. And, and Dean was not employed by anyone for quite a while before he came in. Then all of a sudden, he's getting linked with the QPR job. Um, I don't know if he knows the hacker, uh, which, which apparently comes in useful at, at QPR. But, you know, he, he was out of work and he needed a job. And I'm sure he was quite happy to extend his deal here for as long as possible and then just hope for the best. Like we say, he said he's been told stuff that's going to happen in the future. But, and you know, hypothetically, I imagine if, if Sangard was still going to be here, I imagine, and was offering Dean a contract, he still would have signed. I just think that's, that's the way it would have gone. Right, let's have a quick break here on the uh, big match preview. When we uh, come back, we're going to hear uh, from Owen uh, from Under the Abbey Stand. Let's uh, know a little bit about Saturday's opponents, Cambridge. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierces there. Bowers with a header. And it's Joe. Yes! 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 Oh, he's got Oh, Patrick Barr. The absolute German beauty. Woo! Dreamland. Charlotte have scored. With seconds remaining. We've done it all. Gets in. Come on. What a time to be a hero. Here at Wembley. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Charlton Live. This is the A Big Match preview on this week's uh, show. Now we're going to be looking ahead to Saturday's game uh, with uh, Cambridge United. So joining us to do that from the Under the Abbey Stand uh, podcast is uh, Owen. How are you doing, Owen? Thanks for joining us. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, doing doing okay despite um, despite our league position, our lowly league position. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that that that. So, I mean, it's an easy first question, isn't it? Like, what, what the hell's gone on? Because last season, I think you you were sort of mid-table, same as us, really. And um, 
that was probably over expectations, but it, it's gone the other way this year. Yeah, um, I I can't quite put my finger on on any one thing that's, that's gone wrong. It's been been a number of things. Um, last season was excellent. Uh, I think we came 14th in the end. Uh, the season before was even better still when we finished second in League Two. Uh, got promoted back to this level for the first time in uh, 20 odd years. This year, it, yeah, it's all gone gone badly wrong. Um, I mean, I'll caveat that by saying off the pitch, things have been excellent. We we bought our ground back this year. Um, that, that was sold very cheaply um, back in, I think, about 2003, 2004 or so. Um, so we'd been we we hadn't been homeless. We we played at the Abbey for you know during that time, but had a you know pretty pretty hefty rent payments over our head and and just for kind of you know just for the not knowing if if a property developer is going to come in and, and sell the ground and uh, you know there was lots of talk of, of relocating the club out to the out to the outskirts of Cambridge. Um, I don't know if you've been to the ground, but it's it's not particularly close to the city centre as it, as it stands. So to to move it further away was yeah it was not going to be a great a great look. There was all kinds of pie in the sky tram systems and metro systems that were going to run under the city centre and stuff like that. But were kind of um, you know part part and parcel of this deal, and and obviously that didn't happen. So um, our, our owner Paul Barry came in and, and bought the ground back. Which has been fantastic, um, probably the best result of all of you know this or, or any season really. On the pitch, yeah, not not quite so good. Um, I mean, we lost a few people in the summer, um, chiefly Wes Houlihan. Um, you'll probably remember as a, as a Norwich player and Republic of Ireland international. Um, we got two really good seasons out of him, and and he. I don't know what exactly went on, but he he isn't here this season. Um, we've really missed that kind of creativity in 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 midfield. Um, we're I think we're the division's lowest scorers at the moment, and that, that's another big thing. We just we just haven't been scoring goals. We, we got um, Joe Ironside, Sam Smith, who, who last year scored scored plenty, and you know did a really big you know played a really big part in, in keeping us keeping us out of danger, but. This year, for whatever reason, it, it it just doesn't happen for us. Yeah, I mean, we 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 could assume things weren't going great when you you um you swooped to the the desperation of taking Conor McGrandles on loan. Um, I I don't know how it's been getting on for you guys, but what what what's the the feeling around Mark Bonner at the moment? Because was it this time last season? I, I think he was getting linked, wasn't he, with 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 the odd job here and there, and. You know, people were nominating him as, as perhaps the, the the manager of the year in in League One, but he, I'm assuming he's still got the the support of the vast majority because I guess expectations coming into this season probably were we just you just want to stay up. Yeah, I think we know what size club we are. We know what wages we pay. We know the size of our stadium, the size of our fan base relative to a lot of other clubs in this division. Um, Mark Mark himself has said on on numerous occasions, League One is is a division of two halves it's um you know you've got your your Ipswiches your Sheffield Wednesdays you had Sunderland last year you've got yourselves you've got Bolton big teams well supported big fan bases big stadiums then you've got the likes of us you've got the likes of Morecambe Fleetwood Accrington the, the smaller teams and I think what Mark said last year is that we need to be you know we need to make sure we're towards the top of our mini league and you know if that means finishing mid-table then that means finishing mid-table this year, he he was really heavily linked with the Rotherham job um, earlier in the season, and 
didn't take it in the end. Um, again, the, the whole story is not, not particularly clear. Uh, but that's when a lot of people would point to that as being when things really started to go wrong. I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I, I think we were struggling a little bit before that. But I'd say he, he still has he still has the support of most of the fan base. Um, we've we've been pretty vocal on on our podcast on our website uh, about whether he should stay, whether he whether he should go. There's, you know, there's other good managers available in the league at the moment. As you know, the Cowley brothers, for instance. There's there's a few others, and I think I think if we'd have been speaking a few weeks ago, the the Bonner out sentiment might have been a little bit stronger, but. The, the board have come out and said that they're going to back him and we, we've got to deal with that. If if he takes us down and as, as much as it pains me to say it, in all honesty, it looks like we are going down. I can't I can't see us getting the points we need against the opposition we're playing um, before the end of the season. So if if he takes us down, let's let's give him another go in League Two. I I, I personally have been quite vocal on on the under the Abbey Stand site and. On, on my own Twitter about um, yeah about thinking he should he should step back and you know what what I don't want to see I love the guy I love what he's done done for us he's he's a United fan I don't know if you know much about about Mark but he's um you know he he's not had really a professional football background he he didn't play professionally he he'd never managed before before us he was part of a part of a coaching setup at, at the club before that he was part of a youth setup. He stepped up as um, caretaker when Colin Calderwood got sacked in, I think, January 2020. Um, led us through the, um, you know, the lockdown, the, the COVID lockdown, which was obviously really, you know, really difficult thing, really difficult time for all clubs. But you know, a small one like ours, especially when it's not getting any money coming in, and he's he's just become an absolute legend. Basically, um, love the guy to bits. I think all United fans do as a person, but. This year, it's it's just been really difficult. It's not worked for him. He's he's made some mistakes. He's he's done things like talk up the opposition a little bit, which has got some people's backs up. Um, I mean, for me, that's just being realistic. Talking about the likes of you know Ipswich, yourselves, Bolton as being big teams, and you know you are compared to us, and you know any, anyone can see that. So yeah, I mean, we're sticking with him by the looks of it. Whether whether he can keep us up, I, I don't know. I'd love it. I'd absolutely love it if he did. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Mm, yeah, I mean, just finally then. So the the, the ticker along the bottom is, is not making good reading for you guys. One, just two of your last twenty in League One, five from safety. If you were to win Saturday, who who would be the man that that would prove the difference? Because there must be someone in your squad you think on his day. He could be he he could be the man that, that that could beat Charlton on Saturday, for example. I would have said you man Conor McGrandles, but uh, but he's not playing. He's, he, has he's he been not... good? Generally, generally, has he been good? He's, he's been all right. Yeah, he's he's been what we need. We needed. I mean, our, our how bad you guys are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our, our biggest problem this year was just having a, a lack of lack of bodies in central midfield, in particular. We we had a couple of long term injuries there, so he he's kind of come in. We also brought in George Thomas from QPR, who's played about. 40 minutes and has now got out for the season. So, um, yeah, he, he's done all right. We'll, we'll miss him. Um, the, the people that are going to make a difference is, is it's probably going to be Harvey Nibs um, scored uh, against you guys in the in the first game of the season uh, back in August. He's he's probably our main goal threat at the moment. Um, Sam Smith and Joe Ironside on their day, both, both great players, but they're, they're both kind of 
badly off form at the moment. Um, but I guess the main guy to keep an eye out for is, is Liam Bennett, who's going to be playing probably right or left back. He's he's a young guy. He um, we bought him from a from a local side. He he didn't come through our youth system, but he spent the first part of the season on loan at Walsall and has just been a, a real kind of breath of fresh air around the club. He's a attacking fullback. Um, he's he's quite short, but he he seems good in the air as well. He's, his defensive positioning is right, and um, yeah, there's a lot of a. Uh, yeah, a lot of pressure on him to kind of save our season. Mm, well, hopefully uh, he can do that. But after after Saturday, Owen, thanks uh, thanks for your time. Thanks for coming on Charlton Live. Um, ho- hopefully you guys can stay up because I did enjoy going to Cambridge last season. I'm sure I'll, I'll, I'll be enjoying the trip on, on Saturday as well. Um, so, yeah, we wish you all your best. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, hopefully see you next season. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. There we go. That's Owen. Uh, from under the Abbey stand, looking ahead to uh, Saturday's game from a Cambridge point of view, Nathan, you were disappointed he wasn't wearing one of those mortarboards and uh, writing with a quill and stuff because that's that's how you imagine everyone in Cambridge, just boffins everywhere. Yeah, well, listen, I'm going Saturday and I'm expecting to come back from Cambridge to be a born, you know, a born again posh person because I have quills <laughs> and f- ride, riding on pheasants and whever yeah, else hunting. they do out there. Yeah. They literally, well, Tom said I, that they did I that. Can, I never knew that existed. I did, that's why. I can always see. I can always proudly stand up and say that I went to Cambridge University because uh, one of my mates was there. Teacher? We went to visit for the weekend, but we, yeah, we went. We, I did go punt. I did go punting when we were there. So there we go. I'm I'm, re- I'm genuinely really looking forward to going on Saturday because it's a nice place to, to visit. Uh, nice little ground for those of you going this Saturday. There's hardly any tickets left as well. I don't know if they, they may even have sold out. Um, which which is which is really good news. Again, I'll stand by it. We we have travelled so well in terms of supporters uh, this season, which I'm really uh, impressed by. Right, let's uh, start to look ahead from a more Charlton point of view. I mean, first of all, let, let's get an injury update uh, on the squad. Dean Holden was asked for the update by Terry uh, earlier on today. Terry had a fine game uh, at left back, but had to come off. Um, how is he after that? And uh, do we have any news on Lucas Ness's injury as well? For example, how's the squad after Tuesday night? We'll see on Lucas Ness, he's seeing a specialist next week, so we'll assess he's got a little bit of damage to his patella tendon. How bad that is, we're not quite sure. The physios don't think it's too bad, but we, you know, we need to get the expert's opinion on that. I think that's Wednesday next week. Um, Terrell Thomas just cramp in, in his calf, purely, simply he's not played for so long and everything that goes into a, a big performance, the, the emotion, the adrenaline and everything, so he, he should be OK. I think Corey Blackett-Taylor were a little bit uh, worried about it. He had a scan this morning, he, he felt something, he thought it was cramp in the game in his hamstring. Um, been assessed this morning, so we've sent him for a scan. So we'll, we'll await the results of that. So, so fingers crossed. Yeah, I was going to mention Corey because uh, obviously straight after signing the or triggering the extension of his contract, it's a bit hard luck that he comes down with uh, with that injury. But uh, Therese Campbell coming on more than uh, more than was a capable deputy on, on the night. Uh, great performance from him when he came on. Yeah, I said to him, he should have been banging me door um, more than he has done really because he's, he's come in and scored and played brilliantly against Barnsley and then. He's had a period out of the team and he came and I thought he played really well the other night, Tyrese. He's, he's, he's driving, he's, the way he picks the ball up and, and his positivity against, I hate to play against him, he puts you on the back foot, he can go both ways. And if we look at the goal where he's, he's assisted for, he's got into that moment where he's, he's took the defender on and then he's had that moment of calmness where he's done the chop and then he's, he's took a second to calm himself. Yeah, brilliant ball to the back post for Corey with, with that left foot. So that's obviously as a young player, is, is that end product is the biggest thing, but he's, he's such an exciting young player and one of many that we've got at the club. So now he's, uh, I'm sure Steve Avery watching the game every night would have been pretty pleased. There we go. Yeah, when I was going through that press day earlier, I thought I'd just leave the uh, the little bit that Dean said about Tyrese in there because, like I said, I thought, I thought he was good on, on Tuesday and showed a lot of 
potential uh, and, and we're starting to see that come to fruition. He's got a goal this season. He's got an assist now as well and, and hopefully we're going to see more. Right, so problems for Lucas Ness, the patella tendon, Nath. I'm, I'm, no, I'm no physician until I get back from Cambridge on Saturday with a degree, but um, the, the, the concern is there. If you Google it, it sounds quite bad. I mean, Dean said, obviously, we're waiting and the physios don't think it's too bad, but I mean, that's concerning. And Corey sounds more concerning than then, then perhaps Corey himself was saying on Tuesday as well. So that, that's two players we could do without losing, really. But, I mean, we survived without Ness on, on, on Tuesday against the world's worst team. Um, and, and by the sounds of it, we're not playing a, a much better side on on uh, Saturday. But, yeah, Corey on his day is a real handful. So I guess it will be a bit more pressure on, on Tyrese coming this Saturday. Yeah, I think, obviously, with Nessie injured, uh, Patella's the knee, isn't it? And I assume it's the... Something that connects a knee to something. <laughs> I, don't know, but I thought I assumed it was. I'm sure the patella. I Patella is he, and, and I think oh, it's the, yeah. the, the it's the bit of tissue yeah, that the, connects a knee the, to the leg. I think. Yeah, the Oxford I, uh, Dictionary of English, which the Cambridge fans won't be too happy with, uh, says it's the kneecap. Yeah, I don't know what the Cambridge Dictionary. Is. I, well, I did GCSE PE at school. There you go, Bosch. Love that. Anyway, on <laughs> to CBT. You know, I think. Um, yeah, I think. It, the thing is, is when you when you're a player like um, Corey and you have that explosive pace, you're always going to pick up these sort of tissue injuries, um, especially later in the season. Because you think about it, look how quick he runs and how you know how his muscles have to work um, regularly. It doesn't surprise me that he's going to get the odd knock here and there. But like you say, Tyrese has has put him in a great position um, to play. You know, start again if he's got no knocks, and having Tyrese and Jez on the other side isn't a bad. It's a winging a winger pairing, is it? So, um, yeah, I think we'll be fine. But it's just the main thing is making sure that we, we don't, you know, Ness doesn't aggravate it and, you know, he gets the right specialist treatment, which obviously the club has sent him on. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, hopefully it ends up uh, for the best for him and for, and for Corey and, and for anyone else who's uh, who's suffering uh, from a knock. Right, should we look ahead to the game itself as well? Terry in, in the press day did ask Dean Holden just on his thoughts uh, about the fact that we are facing Cambridge. Uh, on Saturday. On Saturday, um, another team at the foot of the table, only one winning 15 matches. Uh, but as with our previous two opponents, um, they'll be a side that uh, are going to be battling for their League One survival. So uh, you'll be looking for us to show the same sort of um, mindset, I guess, and, uh, and quality that we showed Tuesday night on Saturday. Yeah, that's a key thing, the mindset. And again, I said to the players this morning, people might look at that result and think, well, you know, where we size a club and where we are in the league, it's... It's an easy four and win, four and win, and it wasn't. I mean, it, I think four one did flatter more. Come, I think we could have scored more than that. But you have to approach the game with the right mindset. You know, it, as you well said before, kick off the weather was difficult there. Uh, the pitch stood up really well to it. But your mindset and your mentality going into games like that is, is everything because then it allows you to start in the right, correct manner, which we did. And then we took the game away from them really early. So, same approach at Cambridge. Um, Obviously, a different profile that they've got. They've been playing a back three recently. They've got some real experience. We think they've signed Bennett and Morrison in January, two really experienced centre-backs. So, again, we'll know what the challenge is in front of us. But I said to the players, the challenge now is to maintain that level of performance for the for the last 10 games of the, of the season. We've we've proved at times this year, this season, that we, we can go against certain teams and put in good performances. But clearly, 12th in the league shows that we've not done that enough. So... That's the challenge. We can't let our levels drop now. It's, it was an excellent performance, uh, but we move on quickly now. There you go. That's Dean looking ahead to the game. So mentality will be an interesting one, Tom. So, I mean, for starters, we're playing for fun. And uh, until Tuesday, it wasn't really that much fun anyway. We're playing for 
for pride, whatever you want to call it. We're playing for nothing. Um, but, you know, we've struggled against sides in the bottom half this season. So that win against Morecambe on Tuesday was only the second time we've beaten a side in the bottom half all season, you know, including Forest Green as well, which was also recently. So what sort of mindset do we need to attack this game against the Cambridge side who, you know, on paper will be fighting for their lives? If it's anything like uh, Morecambe, they'll be rolling over and having their uh, their tummies tickled. But how do we go into this one when there's there's nothing on it for us? We, we have to go in and take them seriously. We have to give them some respect. Um, we gave Morecambe respect until we realised how bad they were and then we took advantage of it. But you have to go in there with the mindset that they're going to put up a fight and they're going to challenge us. And if they don't, and if they do roll over, then you have to be in a position to then take advantage of it. I think if we get complacent or if we treat it like there's nothing to play for, then we're going to struggle because they will take advantage of that. And I think that's been a problem with teams so far this season. When we have played bottom side, uh, bottom half teams and we've struggled, it's because we go into those games expecting to win and they then sense that, sense the vulnerability and take advantage of us. We're not a very good side, but we should be better than Cambridge United. And if we go there with the right mentality and we're professional, then we should beat them. But if we go in there expecting to win, then we're going to struggle. So, yeah, Dean has to keep that mindset right. Um, I think he's spoken about it a lot. Uh, and if he does get it right, as I say, it, it's a winnable game. But we have to be focused and we have to take it seriously, even though there's nothing to play for this season now. Mm. The the four the four at the back worked for us on Tuesday. Now, obviously, Terrell Thomas at left back before kickoff was a bit of an eye opener, but it seemed it seemed to work. Um, would you imagine we'll be sticking with that um, that that shape? I guess, assuming Session's not back, is that the way you yeah, want to go? Yeah, I'd say so. I think if you if you put on a performance like that, or by the goal they conceded, I thought we were dominant. Apart from that little ten minute spell where they were always going to have at some point, but I thought we I thought the tempo was good. I thought we were positive. We was on the front foot. I don't I don't think we should change it around unless there's injuries, like obviously to Corey uh, and maybe Thomas. Um, if Thomas has got a bit of a knock and Cess isn't available, I don't know. Is Matt Penny still here? Or I don't actually know what's happening with him, but. Um, yeah, I would, I'd keep uh, it the same if everyone's fit, if if they can. Yeah, I, I think Penny, literally the Penny has dropped. I just think he's been dropped because it turns out he's mm. um, not not very good at football. I mean, Dan's asking the same question: Do we know what's happened? I mean, there's no there's no injury that we're that I'm aware of anyway. I think he's just bad, and and that says something if you can't get into our side. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. That's, that's what I was thinking. I was all of a sudden I was like, well, no, Cess. Uh, you know, no, Claire could go there maybe. I don't know. And then I thought, well, hang on, didn't we sign a left back on loan? We signed, we played like two games or something. But I'd keep it the same, mate. If we can, obviously, I don't want to probably see, you know, Thomas hobbling around or whatever. But I'd keep it the same. I thought we played really well. I'd keep the same eleven if I could. But mm. Jay said I thought Patella was a cheese spread. I thought it was a chocolate one, to be fair. But uh, there we go. I mean, um, we, we've asked for some predictions. Uh, Sam saying 3-0, Tim saying 5-1, Cholton. Uh, Jay saying a 1-0 thumping for the Addicts, Leeburn with a lucky deflection off his rear end. I mean, both our goals there last season were massive uh, deflections, if you remember a 2-0 win that we didn't actually play that well in. Callum saying 2-0. Uh, Jonathan West is saying 3-1 uh, to the Addicts as well. Tim uh, reminding us that Dion Dublin used to play for Cambridge years ago. Yeah, they used to, I think they used to have like a really direct side in the 90s that, that possibly got even to, to the top flight or, or to, to near. I mean, you might remember, Tom. Um, the, they just missed Cambridge. Out. I think it, it was the season that it got changed to the Premier League, and I think they were one of the teams that got moved into the whatever the new first division became. 
But I think they might have had Phil Chappell back then as well. Possibly. Oh, that is. Is that that's how you that's how you uh, got to know Charlton, wasn't it through Phil? Or? I know it through him, yeah, because he lived up that way. So yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. Uh, Dan saying a three 0 win for the Addicts, and Murray saying one uh, one a draw between the two sides. I mean, in in terms of a game, Tom, we we go into this, you know, full of confidence now after what happened on on Saturday, and, and fully expecting three points, and and really, it's sad, and and it was the same at this point last year, but. Wouldn't it be nice to finish in the top half at least? Or would that would that mask just how bad we've been this season? I don't know. It's, it's it's something to try and cling to, I guess. I think for Dean now he's signed that contract. Whatever is happening with the ownership over the summer, whatever money he's going to have to spend, he now needs to prove that he's worth that contract. And that's not me saying he's not worth it at all, but it's me saying at the moment we don't really know based on what he's done so far. So for him, he wants to end the season strongly to go, look, this is what I'm capable of. Um, you need to back me in the summer, basically. Uh, So, yeah, for him, there is pride. For some of the players, and I think I said this on the last show I was on, for some of the players, they're going to want to play for for an extension or for a contract. Players like Innes, who we've mentioned, players like Henry, Albie, uh, Kanu, Tyrese, they want to prove that, no, I don't need a a loan in League Two. I deserve a place in this side. So I think there are players like that who who are trying to earn something and, and they've got a point to prove because... I'm sure we're not going to win every game between now and the end of the season. But if we go on a good run, a good winning run, and we, and we we get some points and we play we play well, that could shape some of these people's careers going into next season. So there is still stuff to play for as fans. It ain't much, but for next season, that that's kind of all we've got to look forward to now. Mm, right, Sam. So saying I agree with Tom. Our game plan and mindset should be the same as Tuesday. Otherwise, we could end up drawing at worse. Uh, we could lose if we are complacent. Right, we've run out of time on this week's uh, big match preview. I have actually enjoyed speaking about us scoring some goals and winning a game. Uh, you know, I forgot football can be fun uh, sometimes. Obviously, uh, no fun will be had on Saturday because we're, we're too busy studying for our degrees. Nathan, um, I hope you uh, enjoy your time in Cambridge. Thank you to both Nathan and Tom for joining me on this week's big match preview. Cheers, boys. Cheers, lads. Thanks to everyone who joined us on the YouTube live stream uh, or watched us uh, on repeat on YouTube or listen via the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe uh, to our YouTube channel. We went over 400 subscriptions the other day. I want to hit 1,000 as soon as possible. So if you're in the video right now, click subscribe. Uh, The more we get, the better for all involved. Right, I'm Louis Meadows. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, we'll be back on Sunday to look back at the Cambridge game. We look forward to speaking to you then.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 